This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Mike Melby. Tom Stevens sits across from me. And on the VIP line, brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Big thanks to Aloe for sponsoring the the VIP line. And on the VIP line, for the first time on our show, uh, very happy to have Amy Just, a columnist for the Lincoln Journal Star uh, local talent that went and made it big and then came home and is just dazzling us with uh, incredible stories. Amy, I, I was stoked because I had heard how good you were and all the great work you did down in New Orleans uh, when, when you were hired to, to come in and, and jump back on the on, or jump in with the Journal Star. But man, your stories are so in-depth and so well-written and you, you just kind of, I look forward to every time I see you've got a new byline. Oh, thank you. Your check is in the mail. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, that's Melby with a B-Y-E, E on the end. So, <laughs> Anyway, I, I want to start things out. Uh, let's talk about you for a quick minute on the move back to, to Lincoln, um, or back to the state of Nebraska. How did that all come about? Yeah, so they reached out to me, and, you know, any time that I get called by recruiters, I always listen you never know when you're going to work with somebody again. Like the Omaha World Herald tried to hire me um, right out of college, and it just didn't work. I'd accepted another job already. Um, but you never know who you're going to run into uh, later down the line. You never know what the pitch is going to be. So I didn't want to answer because I thought that they were calling me to ask if I would be interested in Parker's job. Because um, ah. Parker had announced that he was leaving and I'm like, I don't want to be a college beat writer again. Like, that's just not what I want to do with my career. And then they were like, no, no, no. We're Steve Sipple is leaving. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that just goes to show you never know what's going to happen. Um, people change jobs for all sorts of reasons. Um, but, yeah, it's been great to be back. But, yeah, no, I definitely never thought that he would leave. Uh, I've been reading him my entire life and, you know, uh, I'm selfishly happy he did because, you know, I've been able to do some really cool stuff and um, it's been fun for me to be back. I've had a lot of uh, just really creative pieces that I'm really proud of. Um, uh, that I wouldn't have been able to do uh, where I was at before. Well, I think it's worked out well for both of you. I think Steve's happy at Husker Online, and you're happy at the Journal Star. You always mm-hmm. hear this, and I remember Bob Pelini saying it, that he was at Oklahoma, he was at LSU, and Lincoln is a bigger fishbowl. I mean, there are more eyes on Nebraska football than either of those schools. Do you think that's the case? Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Um, so there were... When I covered the Saints, there were, like, five full-time, like, true beat writers and then a couple old columnists and then some other people that would come by every once in a while. But, like, if there was an open practice, there weren't very many people there. Like, you know, the four TV stations in New Orleans were there. Everyone's, like, but, like, it's, in terms of, like, reporters, like, print reporters, 
or digital reporters, there just weren't very many. And like the same goes for like the LSU beat. Like when I was there, like I thought that was huge. And now like I'm around Nebraska football and I laugh and I'm like, nope, not even close. <laughs> well done. One of those articles that Tom was alluding to that, that it's, it's, very in-depth, and it almost seems like you wound up going into the interview part of your, your chat with Trev Alberts uh, a couple of weeks ago with maybe a, a direction in mind that you wanted the interview to go, but you wound up with a couple of stories. Um, yeah. And it, it, I noticed that with a lot of your writing. Um, what is your thought process like when you went into that, that interview with Trev? What was the thought process going thought process going in and then when you got done, did you go, ha ha, I have some gold here. I got a couple of stories. So I had scheduled that interview the day before the Oregon and Washington conversation even started. So I lucked into that one. Um, we were going to talk about realignment for sure, but like I did, it wasn't going to be like you know present of mind because it was not something that. I thought would happen in between when I scheduled it and then when the interview happened. So that was just lucky timing on my part. Um, but I like to keep a running list of questions that I have for people like in my notes app on my phone. And so I had gotten to the point where I had like 30 questions that I wanted to ask him about like random stuff. So that's why I just went ahead and scheduled it because 30 things, super random questions about a lot of different things. It's always good to check in with him before like the season starts and all of that. And so that was really where I wanted to go with it. I just wanted to get his thoughts on a number of random things. And then of course, Oregon and Washington to the big 10 happened. I'm like, I had some good timing on that one. I'll take that. <laughs> so yep. um, it was a uh, fortunate timing, but also just, you know, I wanted to talk to him about like facilities updates, and just a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that came to be. Well, Nebraska's struggled in the athletic department since Bob Devaney, and maybe a little bit. You know, Tom Osborne got it back on track a little bit, but uh, Bill Moose had his problems. Sean Eichhorst had his problems. We always say that, you know, it was Bob Devaney that had the wisdom to pick Tom Osborne. Now it's Trev, you know, the rebuilding process of the facilities, and now he's made the hire of Matt Rule. How, how important do you think uh, that is it that he get this higher right? It feels like you're at the last resort. Maybe it felt like that with Frost as well. Yeah, so I did not work with either of those guys, so I can't speak to, you know, how they were. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like, like this is, you know, this is it. You know, like Nebraska's been a sleeping giant for a long time, and, you know, like – what if the sleeping giant never wakes up? You know, you, you hope that it does, but it just feels like you can't wait too much longer, especially just with the, the state of everything in college athletics now. Like, the rich get richer and the poor get left behind, and it just feels like they need to win, like, not this year, but, like, soon. Otherwise, you worry that they'll be left behind. Yeah. And then what happens after that? 
I'm not sure. Exactly. Fall camp's underway. It's been kind of interesting. I want to ask you a little bit about the the video series. There's been two episodes out, about 30 minutes long, uh, from the inside, I think is what it's called. Uh, and Matt Rule has a very heavy directorial hand in these. He, you know, allows mm-hmm. what gets to get put in there. What are your thoughts on those videos? I like it. It's like a, like, you know, a Nebraska version of Hard Knocks. Kind yeah. of, yeah, you know, exactly. It's not as long, or it's not like as in depth as Hard Knocks is, but I think it's like really powerful for people to get, you know, pun absolutely intended here, an inside look at what you know goes on behind closed doors because you don't get to see, like, the general fan doesn't get to see these people as people, like. To them, they're, you know, just football players, right? And so, like, when you get to see the human side of all of it, I think, you know, that doesn't hurt. Like, what I write, like, my feature stories, like the one that I did with John Cook or Sam Griesel or Derek Walker or, you know, Peyton Robb or, you know, all of the ones that I've done is to show another side to these people. And I think that that, like, documentary-esque, hard knocks-esque, uh, video series is helping do that um, from the perspective of the University of Nebraska. And the more that we can see, you know, these athletes and coaches as like human beings, I think the better. Uh, Amy Just of the Lincoln Journal Star joins us. Uh, what stuck out to you? Nebraska has stayed in the dorms. They've gone with the numbers just zero to nine allowed. There's seems to be a culture shift, fall camp. What What's stuck out to you so far in the new era of my, uh, Matt Rule? I'm ready for games. Yeah, me too. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm over the talking. Like, this next week is going to be brutal. Like, I'm just, I'm ready for Minnesota. Like, it has been talking season since he was hired in November. And I'm, I'm just ready for it to start. Yeah. I think we all are. Um, but what stuck out to me is the buy-in from everybody because it can be really hard to change your your coaches. Like, some of these guys have had, like, three or four different position coaches um, since they've been here, three different head coaches, and that's tough. You know, like, constant change. Do I even want to do this anymore? Like, and, but the buy-in from all of them has been really good from what I've heard and what I've seen. Um, so that's, you know, uh, inspiring, I guess. Because um, it's really easy to be like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so we're getting close to football season, which means that you're down to your last couple of free Saturdays. I don't know. Did you do anything fun yesterday? <laughs> like maybe I, hang out yeah, at Devaney? Yeah. <laughs> this is volleyball erasure. Yeah. I worked yesterday. They yeah. had the red white scrimmage, so I worked all day yesterday. But I didn't go to the pool earlier this afternoon, so nice. that was. So speaking of your day yesterday, let's talk a little bit about John Cook and the volleyball team. Um, everything that I saw from highlights that went on, and the the things that I got out of your article about it, I'm fired up like I, I want to I used to play a lot of sand volleyball and, and my knees and my back are like yeah we can go one more year let's go old man because like I this team is so exciting yeah I I love the energy um I just I love the way that they you know get up 
for each other. Like, it, there's just something different about this squad. I don't know if it's the infusion of young energy from all of the freshmen who are just excited to be here and excited to compete or what, but, you know, I went to um, the first day of practice, the second session, because they, you know, did two a days. And even then, I was like, okay, like, this feels as competitive, like, as a match. Like, they're – and you saw it again yesterday uh, for those who tuned in. I just – I don't know. I think that this team has a lot of potential. I am very curious how to, the starting lineup is going to shake out. I – I have an idea, but I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that you could go with it. And I think that if they figure out the right blend of who to go with, that this this team could be playing well into December. But you wrote a great article on John Cook, and I know you visited him at his Wyoming ranch. The guy's 67. He feels like he could go till he's 77 or maybe 87. I don't know. He's in, in ridiculous shape. Uh, and his mind seems to be fully intact. What did you gather, aside from just the volleyball part, from visiting with John Cook on his ranch? I mean, like, I see why that place is so refreshing to him. It was refreshing to me. You know, he's incredibly active. Like, we went out on a a fairly easy hike because all the hard hikes, um, it was still completely snow-packed, and I don't have snowshoes. So it was, you know, really good. But, yeah, he, I mean, he's in, like, better shape than I am, which is, you know, not saying much. But, he's, (laughs) you know, it was incredible being out there. Like, it just was so, the word that I keep coming back to is refreshing. And in the world that he is in, it is nonstop all the time. And, you know, you worry about burnout. Like, do you want to keep doing it? Like, the the world of college athletics has changed so much within the past five years, and you either adapt or you get out. And he has done a really great job of adapting um, to all of the new changes that have made the sport very, very different since when he first stepped foot in the Coliseum. And I don't know. I just feel refreshed, like, being around him, too, like, his perspective on everything is just so fascinating to me. And he still has that competitive edge. You know, you wonder, you know, as coaches get closer to the end of their tenure, do they still have it? And that is not a question with him in any way, shape, or form. He is he is as competitive as ever, maybe even more. Um, he's just – he's so fired up. He's so excited about this team – He feels that he's coaching better than he ever has. He's recruiting better than he ever has. And this season uh, could be a fun one. Amy Just from the Lincoln Journal Star joining us here on Husker Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket. He almost seemed giddy in the press conference after the red-white scrimmage yesterday to me. Um, Oh, yeah. So the one question I I have for you with the volleyball team, you said you've got a pretty good idea who you think the starters probably will be. I'm just kind of curious. They've got so much talent. You can get more talent on the floor running a 6-2, but running a 6-2 from the, the setter's perspective, it, it makes it hard for people to get in rhythm. So the 5-1 is almost better. What what do you do you foresee any chance they go back and try a 6-2 again this year just no. because they have so much power? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Just had I just wanted to ask. Yeah. No. 
I mean, I see it from, like, they have so much talent outside, but I I don't think so. Um, I just, I don't think so. I yeah. think that your setters have to be really consistent with each other, and I think that Bergen and Kennedy are too different. Like, they're both good in their own right, but I think they're different. And yeah. I don't know. I think whoever wins that out, I think I have an idea. Um, I just I think they're going to go your 5-1. Like, John does not particularly enjoy the 6-2. They had to do it last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's, it's interesting, this team. They have five freshmen, no seniors. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are a lot of teams, kind of like Wisconsin, that have gone with – you know, older girls, 24, 25-year-olds, uh, where Nebraska has gone more with the Duke model in basketball. You get mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the top five <laughs> players in the country, and you just line them up. Uh, the thing is, in volleyball, they can play for four years. They usually just go to the NBA if they play at Duke. Uh, so they do eventually get older. Uh, but it, it this have you ever seen a more talented roster in any sport uh, than Nebraska has in volleyball right now? I mean, it, I it's... Mean it. It's up there. It's yeah, up top there. to bottom. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Uh, but as far as Nebraska is concerned, I mean, I, I don't remember a more talented team. No. I, I It's just, like I said, watching some of the highlights that I was able to see, um, Harper Murray, oh, my goodness, is going to injure someone. I mean, if you're sitting in the front rows of uh, – games yeah. <laughs> have your head on a swivel if she's hitting because it's going to go off somebody and it's going to be fun just unbelievable talent on that roster amy thanks for joining us uh we hope we can have you back during the football season maybe get your perspective after games on a sunday yeah it, we will see it's going to be it's going to be a wild year and okay. i'm not quite sure what's going to happen well, but we're, we're all along for the ride well we're going to hound you and hope you come back uh, yeah. So well, th- I'm happy to. Next weekend is race weekend, so I need to. We'll give you a rest. Uh, yeah, give me a little breather while I recover from my 16 mile race. But uh, after that, we're, your 16 mile race, you're going to run or ride? Yeah. Or? Wow. Run. Okay. Yeah. In Lincoln or where? Yeah, in Lincoln. It's called Gravel World. It used to be just a bike only race, but then they've added some running elements to it too. So. That's on Friday, but I'm gonna Oof. need some recovery, uh, especially with the temp on Friday. Have you? Uh, how long have you been a runner? Uh, well, I was a sprinter in high school, and then uh, I got bored during COVID, so I picked up running. But yeah, no, I'm a, I'm primarily like a 10k half marathon person. Um, but this will be this is a, a new challenge that yeah. I'm excited for. All right, so. well, that'll be fun. We'll uh, get you back after you uh, are the winner. After she won, after she's won it, uh, no, we'll, we'll get her no, back on the I'm very slow. I like <laughs> to enjoy it. I don't like to, you know, die. Well, the fact um, that you can finish 16 miles is impressive enough for me. That's that's awesome. We yeah, appreciate your time. All right, thanks, Amy. Thanks, guys. There you go, Amy, just uh, columnist for the Lincoln Journal Star, and she's awesome. I mean, she's really, really good at what she does. I enjoyed that article on Coach Cook so much, but she's done so many other things, and she hasn't been here very long. Uh, just over a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, already you've kind of gotten to know her pretty well, and it seems like Sipple just left the other day. Well, and that's the whole thing. I remember one of her first articles, if not her very first article, where she kind of explained, um, "Don't expect me to just talk football. I, I I have a lot of interests. I have a lot of I have a passion for what I do, and 
it's going to come out, and some people may like it, some people may not like it, but I'm going to do me, and I'm just going to do it to the best of my ability. And I'll tell you right now, I'm every time I see a byline, I'm just I'm like stoked. I don't care what it's about. I know it's going to be something that's going to grab me in the first paragraph and a half, and I'm going to wish that there that the article was longer she's, at the end. Yep, she's just a very good columnist and uh she she could do beat writing stuff as well. She's done that as yep. well. Uh she's just very good and we'll have her back for sure. Uh once football season gets rolling. I want to talk about the new numbers. Uh how many have been awarded of the 9? Like 7 of the oh, 9? Se- 7 of the 10. 7 of the 10. That's right. There's they won't go through 10, 0 through Zero. 9. Yep. So that allows you to give out 10. We'll talk about that. It's kind of an interesting new tradition that's happening at Nebraska. Uh, did the players get it right? Because they're the ones that voted on it. Uh, we'll talk about the players that got their zero to nine jerseys and uh, talk some culture stuff as well. Uh, when we come back, Mike Melby, Tom Stevens, more after this.